Welcome to the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Better Off Dead, one obsessed minute at a time. We're your hosts. I'm Curtis Blaze from thesacknews.com. And I'm Jason Hummel from Mondo Confidential. Today we are examining Minute 7, which starts with Dad telling the mom, Jenny, that his son is obsessed with Beth, his girlfriend, and ends with the dad discovering that his son, Badger, has cut the coupons out of the sides of the cardboard cereal boxes. Hey, Jason, how about a recap of the minute? At uh, six minutes, Dad says to the mother that Lane is obsessed with Beth. At 6.10, we find out that Lane has a walk-in closet in which he's attached a picture of Beth to every single hanger. 6.24, Dad finds out that the cereal box is empty and, after admonishing his son, Badger, for not throwing it away, goes to the cupboard to get more cereal. Badger ignores him. 6.32, Dad gets a fresh box, and it has a hole in it, too. Dad soon learns that all of the boxes have holes in it because Badger has cut out the coupons in every single one of them so he can send away for the prizes, in this case, sea monkeys. Badger continues to ignore him. And that takes us to the end of the minute. The uh, uh, Lane being obsessed with Beth. I don't know if we've really, how, how deeply we've discussed this in prior minutes. If my son had pictures of a girl plastered to his room wall and pictures of her on every hanger in his walk-in closet and showered with a picture of her and slept <laughs> with a picture of her, I feel like I feel like I would get him help. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Straight to the shrink, I would say. But in a weird way, it never comes off as creepy, though. I mean, not like chilling creepy, but just kind of funny, weird. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. And it also kind of, I'm not sure. People my age watching these movies were under the impression that uh, this is how you're supposed to conduct a romance <laughs> because of movies like this. Yeah. So you end up with great big public grand gestures and... Yeah, and you end up uh, standing outside the girlfriend's window with a boombox over your head. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another movie that could be entered into the lexicon of uh, same guy, Lane, just yep. different name, yep. spiritual sequel. So when he goes into the closet and he sees all the hangers with Beth's, Beth's face on them. Face on them. <laughs> I'm terrible with names. The fact that it's just, the fact that he just acts like it's nothing big, I think that's the funniest part of this, of this scene. Yeah. The, the look on his face is just priceless. <laughs> you know? Well, the thing I'm noticing, too, about this minute, it's just gag after gag. We start with the payoff for dad telling mom that he's obsessed with the closet thing. We've got the gag about the about the cereal boxes. Does mom say something about the cooking in this minute? No, that was the last minute with the bacon, right? Right, the bacon. <laughs> the gelatinous green bacon. Man. So, a slight inconsistency here. I remember cereal in the 80s, and there was never a situation that I remember where the cereal was just in the box without a plastic liner. Right. So... When Badger cuts out all the the coupons in the boxes, uh, we got kind of a we got kind of an inconsistency. We needed to we needed to pretend we're in a universe without plastic liners <laughs> in order to make this work out. The thing I remember 
from when I was a kid is there would be prizes in the box, you know, similar to coupons or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I would dig clear down in the bottom of the box, you know, <laughs> getting that getting that prize out. And all the boxes ended up round. <laughs> Pot-bellied stove action. Right. Yeah. They'd all end up round back in the thing. Not saying that. <laughs> he tried to crush them back in and they wouldn't go because all the stuff had settled out and made the box round. <laughs> also, something about the cereal that comes out of the boxes kind of reminds me of cat food. I, I don't know. It's got the consistency of cat food. Yeah, dry cat food. Yeah, like it's like it's hard and uh, what am I trying to say? Like it's hard and compact instead of like flakes of stuff. Yeah, because it comes out in a torrent. Looking at the coupons, we have uh, some things that are clues to to Badger's inner life going on. And Badger, boy, there's an interesting an interesting character in this movie. Did we uh, did we figure out how old he is in a in a previous minute? I think we were thinking. Uh, I think he's seven. You think he's seven? Yeah, because I remember at one point Lane saying, "You're almost eight years old." Oh well, all right then. <laughs> then he's seven. Seven yeah. he is. Seven years old. This kid goes on to. Uh, this kid goes on to do some pretty, pretty extreme stuff, and I think this is what you're maybe talking about. Uh, in the first minute, with Savage Steve Holland's sense of humor being a little left of center. Yeah. Not politically, but just, you know, tilted. Yeah. Slightly askew. We live in a world, we're, we're looking at a world where everything is kind of realistic, but then we, we insert wackiness into that realistic world. Yeah. It's like every once in a while, it, it's like every every gag Starts out in the real world and then brings us into the wacky world, yeah. the wacky side of the world. Yeah. You know, we've got, in this one, we've got mom and dad uh, getting breakfast and Lane is late for breakfast. And then it devolves into every box of cereal that he grabs has holes in it from, from the seven-year-old son cutting out the coupons. Did you, were you able to look at the coupons and kind of figure out what was going on? I mean, sea monkeys. Yeah, I, I definitely remember the sea monkeys, which... I don't think we're ever on the back of a cereal box, at least when I was a kid. No, that was always a comic book thing. Yeah. In fact, when when watching this, I kind of thought, you know, I don't remember there being coupons on the cereal box. There were situations where it was proof of purchase, and yeah. you would collect yeah. a certain amount of per- proof of purchase to get a thing. But those were always a drag. It was always like, oh, that's disappointing. I wanted something. I wanted something in the box. A comic book, a toy, something. Or, you know, there would be a mask that you would cut out of the back of the box. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that happened. Now, see, if they'd done that. We wouldn't be looking back MFing them right now. Right. (laughs) Over their unrealistic depiction of family breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, it should have been a mask or one of those really crappy 45s. So Badger ends up, what does he do? He's got this, he's got this leopard skin bathrobe. Which is kind of, I think, foreshadowing to later on when he, uh, spoiler alert, ends up with uh, trashy women yeah, in his room. room full of trashy women. Tra- room full of trashy women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, there's also this other thing going on that I kind of noticed on this viewing. Does Badger ever have a line? No, he has no line. It's like he's a featured extra who, who never talks at all. And that gives the impression that he just ignores his dad. Does anyone else ever, I guess, okay, I guess Lane talks to him. Yeah, and he, on his way out the door, you know. 
it's kind of in passing. Well, know? yeah, I mean, Lane come, Lane actually has the most interaction with him. Yeah. He gets shot at. He gets he see walks in on the orgy, <laughs> for lack <laughs> of a better word. Does mom ever talk to him? Does Jenny ever talk to him? Hmm. I can't remember. I guess we'll just have to watch this movie one minute at a time and find out. No, they, she talks about him, but I don't think she ever actually says anything directly to Badger. Well, yeah, and Badger not talking really gives the impression to me as I'm watching it that he's just ignoring his dad. Yeah. Or maybe that he can't hear him. He, he seems to be so focused on his schemes that, like, everything else is just static. You know, it's just yeah. crackles and pops on a record to him. You know? Right, right. Like, he's just, he's only thinking about what he wants to accomplish next. Yeah. Very focused kid. Yeah. It's like he's in his own movie. Wow, now there's a thought. What if there was a movie about Badger? <laughs> Do we ever get a real name on this kid, or is he Badger? Just Badger. Wow. So what if there was a movie about Badger? You know, it would open with him just in his room, filling out a form to order some sea monkeys, and then he goes to, you know, he throws on his robe, he goes to breakfast, and then his parents are oblivious. He goes back to his room, doesn't go to school, spends all day building a laser gun, <laughs> <laughs> and, and plots world dominance. Oh, man, I just, oh, that's right. You know, <laughs> I have to apologize, Jason. I haven't seen this whole movie through, so as I'm sitting here, I'm having this memory, oh, my God, I forgot how the movie ended. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm not going to spoil it, but, yeah, this kid, it really gets out there. Yeah, pretty spectacularly. So what kind of prizes do you remember getting out of cereal boxes when you were a kid? Like, what was your most treasured prize that you remember the best? I think it was a Planet of the Apes figurine. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh... Do you remember what cereal? Oh, no. But, yeah, it was just funny that it was a figurine, something that doesn't do anything. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like a little race car or one of those little boats that you put the baking powder on it and it'll float in the bathtub. No, it was just just the fact that it was Planet of the Apes was enough for me. My favorite one was a uh, like a blow-up dinosaur out of Cocoa Pebbles. Hmm. It was like, I don't know what dinosaur it was. I mean, I think it was the, you know, the garbage compactor dinosaur on the Flintstones. Oh, yeah. I think it was that, and you blow it up. And that's that's <laughs> the only one I remember. That was kind of the coolest prize that I ever got out of cereal. It's a living. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, uh, one of those, one of those spin and fly things where you've got like a, like a helicopter blade that just sits on a thing, and you spin it, and it takes oh, off in yeah, the air. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are pretty cool, too. Yeah. So, after that conversation is done, that's basically the rest of the minute. They they talk about, Dad talks about Lane's obsession. Does he bring up the car? Did he bring up the car in this minute? He did not bring up no, the car yet. No. That's later on. Sorry about that. Right, right. That's pretty much the end of this minute, uh, everything that happens in it. You got any further thoughts about minute seven? Maybe uh, just a little thing about uh, the mom. Oh. Yeah, um, the actress' name was uh, Kim Darby, and uh, she was in one of those great uh, 70s movies of the week. Um, I don't know if you remember those. I remember movies of the week from the 70s. Yeah, Duel was one of those. <gasps> was she in Duel? 
No, she wasn't in Duel. <laughs> oh, you got me all excited about something I know so, about. Sorry, that would have been awesome, but no, she was in Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Okay, refresh my memory. Okay. Uh, married couple moves into a house that uh, houses these tiny little goblin creatures. They look like miniature little Freddy Kruegers. And they, and they live in the uh, fireplace. Okay. Yeah, and they start messing with her because she's the only one that can see them, apparently. So, of course, it's the old thing of, oh, my wife is crazy now. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm just looking, I'm just looking, uh, Ms. Zari up here on IMDb. She is a vampire. She is just not aging. <laughs> She's got one of those very familiar faces. I think I've seen her in just a bunch of things. I think I remember her from the X-Files. Oh! <gasps> She was the girl from, from True, True Grit. Grit. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Maddie Ross. Oh, that's why I recognize her. I must have seen that movie three million times. Why aren't we doing the True Grit Minute? <laughs> <laughs> I call that bold talk for a one-eyed fat man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, I think that's all we got. Uh, if you don't have anything else, don't you? Nope. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you, if you want to find us, you can find us at betteroffdeadminute.com, at the Better Off Dead Minute Facebook page. You can email us at bodminute at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at bodminute, or leave a voice or text message for us at 712-830-7373. Make your voice text short and witty, and we will play it on the podcast and we'd really appreciate it if you would go to itunes and leave us a five-star review so that it makes it easier for other fans of savage steve holland's movies to find and to to listen to and if you could retweet us and share us on facebook also that would be pg see you next time on the better off dead minute podcast and it's 